You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? Doing all right. Good. Good. Last week, we talked about getting people in the door Mm -hmm. of the church. It's good. What to say. Praying for them. And we got a question from Hillcrest that kind of falls <laughs> along those lines. Oh, no kidding. Okay. I got you. So often prayers seem to get answered after we pray for a really long time or after lots of people have prayed. Does that mean it takes a lot of prayer to make things happen? Does one prayer matter or do anything? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want the right. simple, simple question, simple answer? Yes. Yeah, thanks for joining well, us, everyone. We'll what's see inter- Yeah, <laughs> we could go right there. Uh, what's interesting is we have biblical examples of both. Okay. And we have the persistent widow, and she just prayed and prayed and prayed. You know, she really was after that judge, and Jesus likens that as to our prayer life, yeah. that we pray and pray and pray and pray. And there are those things that we really have to invest a lot of energy uh, to see things happen. Uh what we need to also, what we also see in the Bible is those bang, all of a sudden a prayer is answered just right away. Mm-hmm. With both those examples within the biblical text, then you have to realize that, well, what is prayer? Yeah. And so many times I think we think prayer is like, a, I, I, okay, God, I need this right now. Yeah. You know, and it's not really a request. It is. Prayer is a process by which we bring our will in line with God's will. Mm. And often he's laid it on our heart how to pray. Yeah. And and we see it over time. God has a plan and a process. Right. And when we lay our lives in God's hands, that means we're yielding our will to his will. Right. So that his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're just, the prayer is that process where we just realize it's God. It's right. all God. Right. Nothing but God. But he wants to know that we're part of the process. Mm-hmm. And prayers are investment in that. Right. So some prayers are pleads like David, you know, why? Right. Why, why art thou forsaking me? You know, kind yeah. of thing. And, and uh, God responds. Yeah. And some might be 25 years till that prayer is actually right. answered totally. Yeah. There's a, there's a few things in my Christian walk that, um, well, it's one of the reasons why this show exists, because I've got a lot of why questions. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like little, little problems I have with, um, with the written word in the Bible and certain things in, in Christianity as a group, right? So one of them has always been, you know, translation of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? How do you, right. how are you going to translate that? You know, how are, how are you deciphering this? And everyone seems to have a little different. But the big one here, I think, is the predestination portion of it. Oh, and that's okay. kind of one that's always a little bit of a sticking point for me, especially when I'm doing the theology tree to find out, you know, what religion am I? What uh, denomination? So how... With prayer. Yeah. If we think, you know, oh, God knows everything, everything is always laid out one of the beautiful things that I think of is that if that is the case, which I think a lot of it is 
we can talk about that later maybe i think maybe if it is that you know god knows exactly what you're going to pray for he already knows what's going to happen why does it matter if how many times we pray or how many people we are praying for it i think god wants us to know that prayer works exactly and then you know we do this Calvinism and Armenianism right. thing flipping in our head. And, and <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't see a solid argument on either side as I look at the whole of the Bible. And so I think we need to embrace a God who's actively a part of our lives, yeah. who wants a relationship with us, and will go to great ends to mm-hmm. make that happen. Yeah. Uh, he loves us. He's going to take care of us. And... Uh, he has a, our best interest. Right. Yeah, probably our best interest even beyond our best yeah. thinking of that interest. Because I, the interesting thing is, I've found that sometimes the prayer changes me yeah. as much, and my approach to the situation as much as it changes anything else in yeah. the situation, in, in the scenario. And, and if we're actively laying our lives in God's hands then we're going to allow ourselves to be molded in that in that prayer process as much as the situation oh yeah is being molded in that process to me that that illustrates both ends of the spectrum within god's word the the fact that he knows ahead of time and yet he's willing to engage mm-hmm. and he's got all this together we know he knows ahead of time we've got prophecy towards it the book of revelation is coming we know that that's there so we know that he knows ahead a great deal but what he's willing to move in our lives with it's amazing yeah but it's it's got to be born out of that relationship that we're nurturing with god all the time right and he's nurturing with us part of that then when he answers a prayer that we've laid before him like a, a daddy who you know we've asked for we need to just acknowledge the fact that he's good he loves us he's working at those things now when he denies you a brand new mercedes that you prayed for <laughs> it might be there might be a reason behind that yeah that he hasn't given you that brand new mercedes yeah. or you ever seen Porsche that, that or whatever uh, you ever seen that movie bruce almighty yeah you have seen it? Uh, I, with, I have uh, parts of it that I can stand. I'm trying, trying to think of a moment. It's a Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Morgan Freeman's God. And Morgan Freeman takes a break as God and says, all right, you got it. And then so he just gets uh, all the prayers sent to his inbox. And he looks at him. He's like, oh, my goodness, there's so many of these. And so then he goes, yes to all. If, it, if God did yes to all oh for all goodness. of us, God, we, I mean, from that, you know, it's like, oh, every single person who asked to win the lottery won the lottery. It's like. Oh, so oh. everyone gets like a cent. They got to split it. You know, there's it. <laughs> we don't. If we all it, got what we wanted. It wouldn't be a good thing, right? And but God's think, got all that in mind. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got that plan. He wouldn't call us to pray or ask us to pray if he didn't know exactly what good it's done. And a lot of the times, it's just our human instinct to say, "I don't see any actions from this. I don't see anything from it." And when you're in that space. Maybe God's nudging you somewhere else. Is the Holy Spirit touching you in a different way? He wants uh, but you know, different action. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Yeah. And so a lot of our prayer is fueled by our faith. Yeah. And then it sort of comes out the other side. So how 
deep is our faith? Mm-hmm. Got to be deep. Got to be deep. If you want answers, it's got to be deep. Okay. Um, we have time for another one. Oh, yeah. So, do people still have visions? This is another one from uh, Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. Question. Do people still have visions? If so, how can you tell if they are from God? Did the visions Muhammad have come from God? Ooh. Mm, that's pretty good. Yes, people have visions. Uh, I, I And there's Christians that have visions. And one of the things that I notice is that when those visions happen within the Christian community, we test them. Yeah. We can test them in community. And usually there's a group of people in, in a church that are willing to listen and test those those visions and dreams and mm-hmm. and work with them. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Now, did visions, not all visions come from God. The Muslim and Muhammad visions, I don't think, probably were. Okay. And so uh, you, the Bible says we need to test spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to test visions as well. So, okay, so did the visions Muhammad have come from God? Can we get into that a little bit? Why would, why would that question be on there, tacked onto there? Well, because that's probably asking, are all visions from God? I see. And not all visions would be from God. We know that that, that Satan can emulate, emulate anything to a certain extent that God does. Yeah. And when we see that in Revelation, uh, the emulation is done at such a high level that it tricks a lot of people. Yeah. And so we have to pray to find the spirit behind them. Yeah. So, so we... if a vision is given you, is God trying to get your attention on something and wants to communicate something to you? Uh, he couldn't just talk to you and get the message across mm-hmm. or lay his Holy Spirit on you and get it across. Yeah. And so I, I usually figure if I get a vision, it's because I've been a little hard-headed and needed a little extra. But that doesn't mean for everybody. Yeah. But uh, if, if God needs to get our attention, it's, it's uh, consistent with Scripture. There'll be, let's see, the old men get visions and the young men get dreams. Anyway, and it's quoted from Joel in Acts chapter 2 and uh, Peter's uh, sermon. Okay. So we know that in Scripture, that's both not only Old Testament but New Testament. Okay. That there'll be those things. Now you say old men get visions, young men get dreams. Do women not get any visions? Uh, it can be translated loosely sons and daughters. Okay. How loosely? Oh, well, I, I don't have my thing up. We'll have to maybe research that one. But part of it is the male, the male piece of the patriarchal. Sure. I'm just wondering if, you know, if, you know, the people in the congregation oh, here's, were here, testing. Here you go. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on your servants, both men and women. Okay, inclusive okay. there. I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Okay, so everyone. Yeah. Yep. It's not either or. Yeah. Okay, good. I was just saying, you know, if, if you're one of the people that are supposed to be testing those visions and a woman comes in, you're like, well, that, that eh. kicks you out. But no, no, nope. no, nope, that's still fair. It's right here. That's it's right here. Which, where, where is that at? That is uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 17 and 18. And I think it goes back to Joel chapter 2, 28 to 32. Okay. 
So whoever asked that question, thank you. And yeah, yeah, there you can find that answer. That one, that one's pretty. That one's pretty tight. I would say. Yeah. People still have visions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not as tight as my shoes this morning, but yeah. Okay. Tight. Okay. Well, so my one more question about the Muhammad thing: Does Muhammad's visions are those all just nothing? Is he a false prophet to Christians? To Christians, you put them down the road anyway. Okay. I, yeah. How much? I mean, Muhammad talked about Jesus too, right? So you can't just throw the whole thing out. But it's not Christian, so you have to test it very carefully. So, so I rose to another. I basically brought about another question. Didn't well, I? yeah, I was yeah. trying. To, is is Muhammad a false prophet, or are there some things that give, you know, Christianity a a little bit more validity? Well, yeah. Or a little more evidence or something along those lines. But can you do that without also giving Muhammad and Islam a ground or leg to stand on? Everything is going to point to God at some point. Right. And so at that, in that way, way then you got to test it in light of who God is mm-hmm. and keep the good points and, and the bad points yeah. that go in another direction. You, ditch something that i've always found interesting when i get the question like this is a little apologetics here but like when people say oh well you know there's so many religions right how do you know which ones like well look at these other religions when they talk about jesus Mm -hmm. they're saying yeah yeah we agree jesus is is the way to god yeah jesus is you know he'll get you there and so am i that's what the other religions say. Oh. They say, and so am I. Muhammad says, oh, so am I. And, you know, Buddha say, oh, yeah, Jesus was a Buddha and stuff like that. It's like, but with Christianity, Jesus says, I'm the way and I'm the only way. I am the only way, yeah. And that's the one that the other religions want to try to be like, yeah, Jesus is the way, but not that part where he says this. Right. But, you know, in James chapter three, it says that even the demons know who Jesus is. Yep. And shudder. And shudder. Yeah. And, and so that's why I'm saying at their core, they can't deny who he is. Right. And and so, you, yeah, you throw it all away. Well, nah, there's still part of it that shows who God is. Yeah. Uh, not in its fullness. Right. The second piece that I heard in your question is I, I would nudge us as Christians today not to refer to our Christianity as a religion. Right. Exactly. Yes, please. Yeah. But embrace a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And so if your Christianity is still a religion, I'd ask you to be converted right. <laughs> to having a relationship with Jesus. Yep. Because we we really need to be emphasizing the fact that Jesus is alive through his Holy Spirit yet today. Mm-hmm. And and uh, testing those things around right. us with that in mind. Oh, yeah. Finding that part there where you're saying that it's not a religion, it is a relationship. That's why Jesus came, is to get rid of the religion. Right. And if you can answer questions like that, like, you know, oh, what religion are you? It's a really nice way to segment. Answering that question is a really nice way to segment into, oh, yeah, don't look at Christians and say, you know, oh, well, look what they do. It's a really good way to say, like, oh, oh, yeah, well... Am I a Christian? Well, I have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I have a relationship with Jesus. You know, I'm not really like a Christian. I have a relationship because that's what it is. 
Right. It's a personal relationship that we're doing as a community together. And so lumping yourselves in with other Christians um, tends to be where people like to attack if they right. want to. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, find the chinks in our armor. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's why the armor of God that we are using as Christians mm-hmm. has those elements of faith and, and uh, honesty and, and uh, those things that keep us. Yeah. Well, protect us, but also part of our relationship. Yeah, exactly. We all got to work on our relationship with God. You can find sinners in church. and well, You should find sinners in church. Yeah, that's right. So, all right, so I think we covered three questions there. I think that's pretty good. Will you pray us out, Don? I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this forum. We thank you, Lord, for the questions we've been given. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that as this con- this conversation continues, you would bless it in ways that honor and glorify you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you liked this show, you know, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't done that yet. Um, we sure appreciate everyone watching amen. and uh, keep sending those questions. So we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.